Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail, our highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Hiya, folks. You're listening to Two Men in the Mouse, episode 219 on the White Dragon Podcast Network, recorded live on May the 27th, 2021. This is your everyday guide to the magic of Walt Disney World and the larger Disney universe beyond it. My name is Kevin Kessler, and I am joined, as always, by my good buddy, Peter Mandel. Hey, Kev. Hey, happy summer, Pete. Yeah, almost, it's, right? It's uh, Memorial Day weekend, so yeah. Yeah. Or it's about to be. Uh, folks, we are two lifelong Disney fanatics who have managed to keep the magic of Disney alive in our lives every day, and we want to share that magic with you. So pull up a chair, gather the family, or pop in your favorite set of headphones, and let's experience the magic together. Pete! Kevin. You know, I feel like it's almost cliche at this point that we um, that like we start the show with me apologizing to the audience <laughs> for us uh, not having done a, um, a show in the last like month. And uh, but it's going to happen again. So welcome back to Kev's apology to the audience. Uh, life is just crazy. Like, um, you know, I was promoted at work, so I've been a lot more busy and it's just, you know, so, I mean, life is crazy for good reasons. Right. Yeah. I can't complain about that. Yeah. Um, but you know, it means that some of like my passion projects, you know, like the show, uh, sometimes fall by the wayside, but I, we are, we are, are talking about it and. You know, your kids aren't going to need to use your laptop as much anymore, right? With school no. coming to an end. No. So, yeah. Um, nice. Yeah. So we are going to be able to, you know, get together more and record more. And yeah. I will carve out more time. And, you know, maybe I don't go to the gym one day or something like that, which, you know, could be a thing. Uh, You're willing to sacrifice physical health for two men, the mouse. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time. Remember, <laughs> remember the first year when I would like come into the shop like deathly ill? Yep. And we'd be like, oh, welcome to the two men of the bows. <laughs> like, <laughs> I remember one time when like, Corinne was in doing the trivia, I was like so incredibly sick. That's so funny. I actually saw I saw Corinne um, last weekend or the weekend before or la- weekend before. And um, we were talking about possibly uh, doing the trivia game again. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, we haven't done that in years. So I would be yeah. very, very uh, happy to have her on. I, I, I miss having her on the air. So, all right, um, ready to jump. We're going to be doing all news this week, folks, because it's been a month. There's been a lot of news that's dropped, a lot of big news, a lot of like earth shattering Disney news has dropped. Uh, so we need to cover it all, analyze it all. A lot of this stuff you probably heard three weeks ago, but you know, we're, we're you haven't heard it from us yet. And that's and, right. We get to talk about it. Right. Like you haven't heard what Pete thinks about certain things. And that's, you know, obviously why you tune in. Um, okay. okay, so you're ready for the news brought to you, as always, by our good friend and sponsor, the one and only international man of mystery, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, who will plan your Disney vacation for you at no additional cost to you. Uh, it's any Disney property in the world or even Universal, so uh, check out Dave. You can always find him on Facebook as Magical Travel Dave, or you can email DisneyDaveW at Verizon.net. So there you go. Dave Weikert. Big fan. Big fan of that guy. 
Um, all right, so worldwide news. All right, so we got to start with the biggest bit of news that has dropped in the last month. Um, okay, and it's dropped. And that, in, it's dropped that is Chip Chip and Dale wearing Rescue Rangers outfits. Are they really? Yeah, you didn't see that? They're doing like distanced meet and greet, but they're in their Rescue Rangers costumes. Oh, nice. I mean, I've gotten that picture already. So like that wasn't that wouldn't have been like a immediate rub. But that's awesome for anyone who hasn't gotten that picture. You know, I also I'm kind of like, oh, man, now my picture with them is not as rare. Well, you know, it's funny because I thought like I'd never get that picture. And Ethan like loves Rescue Rangers. But I feel with them doing like a live action Rescue Rangers, I probably will get it. Oh, 100 percent. Or you'll get whatever they unless they don't look like that in the new Rescue Rangers. How could they do? There's no way they can roll the Rescue Rangers live action movie and have them not wear their extremely signature gear. You right, know what I mean? Right. Uh, do you did you see that? Um, they're doing like like Chip and Dale will be out like having a picnic now. Yeah. Which is yeah. Disney proving me completely wrong because during the full house goes to Walt Disney World episode when Jesse and Becky are like having the picnic and Chip and Dale like like come in and like steal their picnic. I'm like, that could never happen. And well, now apparently <laughs> they're having picnics. It does. So Disney yeah. was just thumbing its nose at me being like, you think, you know, Kev, but, you know, full house was ahead of its time. All right, I stole your thunder. Go go on. Biggest story. All right, outdoor masks and temperature screenings are now gone at Walt Disney World. Uh, well, outdoor masks being optional at this point. Uh, all right, so let's start with temperature screenings because that's the first thing that you do when you get there. Temperature screening has now ended at Walt Disney World a day ahead of the originally announced date. The discontinuation of temperature checks at the theme parks comes alongside news that Walt Disney World would no longer be requiring masks effective May 15, 2020, when outdoors. The temperature screens were originally announced to end beginning May 16, 2021 for guests uh, visiting all areas of the Walt Disney World Resort, which includes the theme parks and Disney Springs. Cast member temperature screenings have already ended beginning May 8, 2021. Disney has moved very quickly to follow the latest CDC and Orange County COVID-19 guide- guidelines and will no longer require masks to be worn outside. All right, so here we go. The new policy came into effect on May 15th, and it was an overnight, like, it was overnight. That's what was so stunning, I think. Yeah, well, because what happened was, like, the CDC uh, announced that if you're vaccinated, you didn't need to wear a mask indoors or outdoors anymore, or at least you could feel safe not doing it. And within... A couple hours, Universal was like, hey, no outside masks as of tomorrow. And, like, my thing was, well, Disney's not going to do this for a few weeks. I was like, Disney's going to sit back. I was like, they're going to sit back. They're going to watch Universal fumble the ball with it. And then they're going to – this is what they did for the opening. Universal opened, like, a month before Disney. Disney sat back. They watched what Universal did right. They watched what they did wrong. And they learned from it. But now Disney followed suit, like, a couple hours later and was like, yeah, us too. And just like overnight, I was like, all oh, those poor cast members tomorrow. All right. So masks are still required at the theme parks when indoors, including when queuing for and riding attractions. So you're not taking your mask off on Space Mountain. You're still wearing right. it. Uh, masks will continue to be required on Disney transportation as well. So the buses, the monorail, whatnot. Uh, Physical distancing will also remain in place with the original six feet being reduced to three feet in the coming weeks. And we will talk a bit about that. Here's the updated face mask policy. Face coverings are required for all guests ages two and up and cast members. Please bring your own face coverings and wear them in all indoor locations except when actively eating or drinking while stationary and maintaining appropriate physical distancing. 
Face coverings are optional in outdoor common areas at Walt Disney World Resort, but are still required upon entering and throughout all attractions, theater, and transportation. Face coverings are required upon entering and throughout all attractions, in all theaters, including theater entrances, in all transportation, including transportation entrances, at all indoor locations, including restaurants, except when actively eating or drinking while stationary. Face coverings are optional in outdoor common areas and pool decks. Now, although masks will now become optional for guests when outdoors, cast members will continue to wear them both indoors and outdoors. So, there you go. Now, let me ask you a question, because I heard, I know Universal is doing this, I heard that Disney was requiring you to wear a mask when queued even in an outdoor line. That I'm not sure. I have not been there yet. I was at Disney Springs, and I can tell you, at Disney Springs, in like the security line, they weren't saying anything about you wearing a mask. No, I get that, but I, I specifically heard that in the parks, now granted, this was also like within the first couple days of this but i heard that like let's say you were in line for you know mickey and minis which is pretty much an outdoor line right you were still required to wear a mask which i don't really understand i mean maybe it's just to to take the the burden off of the cast member at the door of the theater but i mean it wouldn't that be the you put two cast members at the door who are just reminding everyone to put their mask up but you know what i had a friend that was there this week and she told me that like indoor queues were a nightmare she was like nobody was no people weren't social distancing and they were taking their masks off inside and the second they would pat like a cast member would be like oh put your mask on so they put it on the cast member walks away and they take it right off right i've heard that also so this is the uh, this is the definition of give them an inch they take a mile absolutely uh, I, I mean, and you know, since the first episode of Two Men and the Mouse, we have talked about our adherence to the Disney rules. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah. Just... So you, you gotta. You gotta play ball. Uh, so in addition to these changes to the mask requirements, uh, we've also seen the removal of face shields for outdoor cast members. So they're, they're now outdoor cast members are just masked. They're not wearing like the welding yep. like face mask. Uh, also this week, the process has begun to once again cover the trash can openings yeah, that have whoa. remained locked open for the last year to reduce guest contact with surfaces. Whoa, uh, unbelievable. Can I tell you, I didn't even notice that. I didn't either. I did not know. And it's like I've seen like five articles about how the trash cans are closed again. And I'm like, I totally did not. It, it did not even register. I never clocked that they were that they were like locked open. Yeah. All right. Um, Elsewhere, and less importantly, Universal Orlando has announced that it will not require masks outdoors as well. Physical distancing in Disney is now three feet, uh, or it will is in the process of becoming three feet. Um, They are reducing the physical distancing requirements following updated guidance from Orange County, Florida. Um, so that's going to be a thing. It will take place in certain areas of the parks, resort hotels, and Disney Springs, but won't apply to dining areas, shopping, or any area where guests can remove masks. Um, cars may also be directed to resume parking in every space. They've been doing kind of every other space right, in the parking lot. Can I tell you, this is the one thing that I'm like, oh, man, really? Oh, no, I get it. I but, 100% get it. But you know what? I, I, I'm also <laughs> the first one to complain when the parks are at capacity and I can't get a park pass. So I I get it, but I just I don't want people near me. Like it's been really nice over the last year to like have yeah, people have to stay far away from me. And listen, like, 
I don't understand the people that get too close. I'm like, why do you want to stand near me? It's it's an, it's just a phenomena of people. You know what I mean? I, I I don't know if there's an explanation for it. People just they end up standing right on top of you. I'm yeah. I don't know. I, I'm the polar I mean, opposite. I get it in other countries, like in China. It, there's so many people that physical space, like like personal space, is not a thing. And I've heard that like when you're in line at Shanghai, people are like right up against you because that's just kind of how it is. But like here, I'm just kind of like no, like observe my bubble, please. Like don't get too close to me. Um, but now let me ask you a quick question in Florida. Now I don't mean Disney, but in Florida, right. what are the indoor mask rules? It varies place to place. So there is no, there is no statewide mask mandate. Okay. Uh, but individual businesses obviously have the option to, um, you know, dictate the dress code. Right. It pertains to, you know, the way it is, it's kind of like no, a no shoes, no shirt, no service thing at that point. So like, a couple of like small mom and pop places will still have like the please wear a mask. Um, the temple where I take kung fu, uh, they have a mask mandate still for like when you get you wear a mask when you get to the temple and when you leave it, but you can remove it when you get to your training area. Um, some gyms still require it, but like Walmart, Publix, they're all just like, nah. I mean, I got so off. in New Jersey tomorrow is yeah. the day that the mask mandate drops. Yes, I have. Heard so I I was just curious, like. You know, when do we think Disney will go to the no mask indoors? I think that once. um, Gosh, that's a really good question. I think you've got till at least the fall for that. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I can't see them pulling that trigger super early. I don't know, man. This might become a little bit of a pressurized situation. You have a unique situation where people who don't want to be vaccinated you know, typically also don't want to wear a mask. And yes. now people who are vaccinated don't want to have to wear a mask. Right. So you have like both sides of the, you know, scientific argument, both arguing for not wearing a mask. I, I think it might become well, like a thing. Yeah. And the more that like, you know, this the, the, the CDC comes out and is like, hey, you don't need to wear masks outside yep. in, inside. At that point, you're arguing the science, which, you know, like, yep. I'm going to trust what the science, the scientists say more so than what, like, my gut feeling tells me, because I'm not a scientist. Like, yep, follow the science, you know, um, I'm just curious if Disney will, you know, start, you know, loosening indoor mass requirements in the next couple months. Uh, yeah, it, it, we'll see. I guess we will see. Uh, Disney's mobile magic service is now available for Android users. It was only available for uh, Apple users up until now. Okay. So this service is now available following initial rollout to Apple last month. Uh, To use Magic Mobile on Android, the device must be Google Pay enabled. So you have to have the Google Pay, even if you don't have your credit card in there for, like, paying for things. So basically what it is is, like, it adds your Disney Pass, your ticket, to your Google Pay wallet. So when you go up to the the entry point, you have to just open up Google Pay and your Disney Pass is listed in there like one of your credit cards. Interesting. So then you you tap it and then you hold it up against the the touch point and then you're good. So um 
Disney Magic Mobile Service is a convenient and contactless way to access Magic Band features like theme park entry and through the power of your own devices. Most features are available by just holding up your smart device near an access point, just like you do with a Magic Band. You can choose to use Disney Magic Mobile Service on a Magic or a ma- or a Magic Band, and can alternate between the two for added flexibility. Yeah, like so, like. I know Apple Watches have Apple Pay on them, and so you can use that. I'm wondering if my Samsung Watch, with Go- if I put Google Pay on it, if I can put Google Pay on it, um, if that will work as well. Because then my watch just basically becomes a Magic Band. You know, I bought a new Magic Band this week. Really? I never thought I'd say that ever again, because, I mean, I don't need any more Magic Bands. Well, they increased the price of Magic Bands now. Like I saw. Like I actually bought it before the increase, and I don't know if the increase still applies. This is like one of the ones like when you're like, you know how like when you're booking your trip, you can still get like uh, certain magic bands. Yeah. So we have more magic bands in my house than you could ever need. So I'm like, I don't care about this. But then I was like, oh, let me just take a look and see what they got. And they had a droid factory astromech um, magic band that I was like, I how can i not own this knowing magic bands are gonna be phased out soon and like we won't even be wearing them but i was like i don't care i have to have this this was like i don't think they're going to be phased out i think they're always going to be sold because lots of people don't want to fumble with their phone if i think that i think if i think the option to have a magic band will always be there you know what i'm saying for now i just don't think that you're gonna like they're not going to give them to you anymore because yeah no no i agree with that right oh but you're right i mean at the same time there's enough people buying them and buying apparently limited edition ones oh yeah i can't imagine they're going huge and they're expensive yeah yeah i think now the what are they like up over 30 dollars now for the yeah some of them are like 60 bucks like those like dooney and burke ones and yep not for me uh, current functionality of Mobile Magic includes entering the theme parks, entering parking lots, connecting Disney PhotoPass images to your account, gaining access to the virtual queue for Star Wars Rise of the Resistance, and access to Magical Express. Uh, in further Disney news about you know things going back to normal, the college program is back. Heard that also. Now, this struck a nice like chord with me emotionally because I was there the day that all the CPs were fired and mm-hmm. I I saw how, so many of them like crying in the parks. Uh so it's good to know that a lot of these guys get their, you know, will be able to reapply, get their opportunity again. Uh my cousin uh who who had been accepted to the program before it was canceled back last year is going to be coming down in July. Uh, nice. for her program so i'm very excited for that so the program starts again in in june i'm sure the cast members are all thrilled to get the the backup from the cps again because i mean that was a drastic workforce reduction yeah the, way the cps uh disney is also hiring again the disney careers website now for the first time in forever for the first time in, never mind uh they're now offering job positions at walt disney world theme park restaurants uh, the latest job postings are for cast members to work full time in the food and beverage quick service restaurants uh, at a rate of fourteen dollars an hour. It's not bad. Okay. Uh, postings would now seem to suggest that the uh, returning those uh, cast members that were previously separated from the company has reached a conclusion, and Disney now needs to go outside of its existing employee base to fill positions. 
So, uh, moving along, Bob Chapik has made comments about capacity to the Walt Disney World theme parks. Did you see this? Uh, I don't remember. During a conversation with the J.P. Morgan Global Technology Media and Communications Conference, uh, Chapik, who is the CEO of Disney, spoke about increasing capacity and a return to normal operations at Walt Disney World. He said we can expect to see, quote, low double-digit increases in attendance over the next couple of months, and that we should see the full benefits of the relaxation of guidelines closer to the end of Q4 around September. He went on to talk about how despite restrictions being eased for guests, the parks are still bound by OSHA guidelines that adds great complexity to the park, the process of scaling back restrictions as a whole at the parks. So that's interesting. The OSHA guidelines are dictating Hmm. this. Yep. Chapik also talked about how the pandemic shutdown gave the company the opportunity to reconsider legacy processes and offerings, including ticket pricing and annual pass sales. We've already seen the suspension of the program at Disneyland Resort and new sales halted at Walt Disney World. See, that worries me because I'm worried that they're never going to bring annual passes back. I don't know about that. I mean, I saw something that's that, um, basically, I believe, was saying like that they're not going to give annual pass holders a magic band. Yeah. And it actually had a date attached to it, like starting like August 13th, 2021. Yeah, for newer newer renewed passes. So maybe, yeah, maybe they will be bringing APs back. So, I mean, I hope so. I think that when it does come back, though, it's not going to be the same. It's going to be a different program. You know, I was talking to somebody about uh, Disney APs the other day for uh, World, and they were like, oh, but that's like great. You know, you go a couple of times, you've like, uh, you know, you've gotten your money's worth. I'm like, no, in Disney World, it's expensive. Like you really got to go. Um, I mean, honestly, if you go, if I go once a month, I've I've paid for it. Right, but I mean, you're talking twelve times. Oh, you mean for people that don't live in Orlando? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. that would be hard. Uh, yeah, like you, you, and especially because like the ticket that I buy as part of my package gets so discounted. Uh, like it's funny. Like for my fall trip, I actually like added a date to the trip. Right. So I called Dave and I was like, Dave, listen, like I need you to add a date to my park pass. Like we're actually gonna like do an extra day. And he's like, okay. And I think for four people, it was like seventy bucks or something total. Yeah. Because when you get to that like extra day, it doesn't really right. cost that much, you know. Right. Yeah, I mean, for me, it makes sense for living here because I pay like $67 a month and, right. you know, a day pass is like 100 bucks. So Right, so even if you went once a month, you're paying $67 to go to the park, which exactly not bad. And right now, once a month is about what I'm averaging because I've been so busy. Right. Uh, and plus park passes being completely unavailable. The um, uh, next time I'm going is going to be Thursday, June 3rd. I made a, a pass just to go by myself. Um, to where? Magic Kingdom. Okay. But now with park hopping like let's say you want to go to hollywood studios but it's like it's not available you just make a reservation for like epcot and then you go to epcot you 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 know you sign in at epcot or you know enter the park with your with your ticket and then like you could stay in epcot for a little bit if but if it's after 2 p.m like i've literally done it where i go to epcot i scan in i turn right around and i go to the park that i want to go to why what does that do well, you have to go to the park that you made the reservation for. Okay. And at, then after 2 p.m., you can park hop. Got it. So Hollywood Studios will not be available for reservations, but after 2 p.m., it's not like they're at 100% capacity. They're not able right. to take anyone else Got in. Got it. So you go where, you, where you, you're scheduled to go, and then you can park hop wherever you want. And that's not have a, we heard, that's not have a we violation heard any... of the rules at all. It's It's just, you know... 
Right. Yeah. You're just manipulating. I get. Yeah. Have we heard any stories of people not being able to park hop to resorts? Like, and, and it's funny. To I resorts mean, it's really or parks. You mean. I'm sorry, to other parks, okay. because when I go in the fall, I actually want to have a couple like Epcot dinners, okay. but like, I'm not going to be at Epcot that day. So I want to like park hop to Epcot. I have we have, heard of any issues with that? I have heard of no issues with this. I, I haven't either. I've but I was wondering anyone, about crazy. Yeah, I've not encountered anyone not being able to get into a uh, into a park hop park. Okay. Um. All right. PhotoPass has teamed up with Snapchat. Saw this. I have dude. Something that I love has not teamed up with something that I hate to this extent since the DC Universe and Zack Snyder. <laughs> uh, i didn't is, know you hated photopass that much uh no i love photopass i know i hate snapchat um disney photopass service is teaming up with snapchat to offer guests a walt disney world augmented reality experience uh using the snap app you can snap a selfie with mickey and minnie and share those with friends and family uh the mickey mouse and minnie mouse lenses will be available in the snapchat app only at walt disney world resort but to celebrate the launch you can try them at home anywhere in the u.s until june 3rd using the my disney experience app you'll be able to place your favorite image captured by disney photopass photographers on cinderella castle with augmented reality look through your camera lens in the app and you'll see a mosaic of special moments shared by disney world guests to celebrate the 50th you can also share your memory with your friends and family and the next time you return to the during the 18-month 50th celebration, your photo will be there waiting for you. That's interesting. Disney also says that there's more to come ahead of the 18-month celebration beginning October 1st, 2021. The Skyliner is closing for its first major refurbishment. <clears throat> Heard this. Starting next year in uh, early 2022, but it's not going to be a long one. Uh, the gondola transportation will be closed from January 23rd to January 28th, 2022. Bus service will be available at the resorts served by the Disney Skyliner. Uh, you know what that sounds like to me? Skimming. Skimming it. Just skimming it. Just giving a little skim. Uh, I mean, that would really stink, though, if you made, like, a reservation that week, like, for Riviera or, you know, one of those resorts based based on the Skyliner being available. Yeah, I feel like... Um... I feel like there's probably a good chunk of people that like don't keep up with stuff like that and are right. just going and won't realize. I mean, you know, like there's there there was that guy that that you know Dave's former uh, client yeah. that didn't book with him and then got there and didn't realize he had to make a park pass reservation yeah. and couldn't get in. Like these things definitely happen because. Well, I mean, honestly, the first time we went to Caribbean Beach with the Skyliner, which was what two years ago, uh-huh. we kind of went there for the Skyliner, and then that accident happened like two weeks before. Now we ended up riding the Skyliner our last day of the trip, but it right. wasn't it wasn't available before that, right? Oh boy! All right, so resort news: Disney's Contemporary Resort is being refurbished. The major refurbishment uh, is continuing with more construction scrims now added to the main tower. So now both sides of the contemporary, you know, the contemporary, like all you see all like the hotel rooms there. Mm-hmm. Those are all covered by a scrim now. Okay. Uh, because none of them are being like, you can't like book those rooms right now. So everything is covered in a scrim except for like the main, like that main center area by the monorails where you have that gift shop, the Fantasia gift shop and stuff. Yep. Uh, so right now, just the Garden Wing and Bay Lake Tower are available for contemporary resort bookings. Everything else is closed down. Uh, Disney expects all the resort's amenities to remain open during the work, although there is some noise disruption from the construction work in the main tower. 
No official announcement has been made about the changes to the rooms, but we expect to see a major renovation of the guest rooms with a complete interior replacement. It's also expected that some of the rooms will take design cues from the Incredibles movie characters in a similar way to how Moana has been introduced into Disney's Polynesian Village Resort. That's interesting that they're Mm. kind of injecting IP into these deluxe resorts. I'm okay with it. I'm more than okay with it. Uh, And now the big news this week, bigger even than the mask mandates, uh, the board boardwalk ice cream is now open on Disney's boardwalk, replacing Ample Hills Creamery. Big news here. Big news. Um, Operating hours are 3 p.m. to 10 p.m. on weekdays and 12 p.m. to 10 p.m. on Saturdays and Sundays. Boardwalk ice cream is closed all day on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. That's kind of weird. That's really weird, isn't it? Hmm. Uh, the menu, you got the classic wave of double scoop, which is an ice cream cup, uh, an ice cream cup. Then you got vanilla, chocolate, strawberry, butter, pecan, cookies and cream, mint, chocolate chip, rainbow, sherbet, coffee, or fat-free chocolate or vanilla. Those are the scoops you can get. The ride the wave sundae, which gives you the choice of toppings, marshmallow, strawberry, pineapple, peanut butter, hot fudge, caramel, chocolate syrup, topped with whipped cream, toasted almonds, and a cherry. Additional toppings are $1 each. You can only choose one topping for the ride the wave sundae, though. The Surf's Up Sunday is three scoops of ice cream uh, with one topping, uh, topped with um, whipped cream, toasted almonds, and a cherry. The Shoreside Sunday is three scoops of vanilla ice cream smothered in hot fudge, marshmallow topping, and Snickers bar pieces topped with whipped cream, chopped peanuts, and a cherry. Then you have the Bayside Brownie a la mode, which is a gooey, chewy brownie, hot fudge, and vanilla ice cream topped with whipped cream, chocolate sprinkles, and a cherry. So are you a big ice cream guy? Uh, you know what? It's funny. Um, when we go to Disney, my wife will typically like to indulge in like one ice cream sundae, like on the trip. And right. like, I, I got to be honest with you, like I'm okay with ice cream, but like, I don't care that much. Where's your typical ice cream sundae location? Is it like, uh, is it beaches and cream? Is it the main street? Uh... No, it's typically in Magic Kingdom, right? I guess it's just as like kind of the classic, like get an ice cream sundae in the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. I find a lot of times we end up in Fantasyland um storybook treats yes yeah i like that one that's probably my favorite ice cream place just location and you're kind of right in the middle fantasy land it seems like the perfect spot they have have some seating underneath like cover they have the peter pan float there too yes they do i believe my daughter got that last time we were there wonderful key lime soft serve on sprite like sign me up yep um okay ice cream flavors we talked about vanilla cookies and cream rainbow sherbet which actually it's sherbet it's not sherbet Hmm. Did you ever know that? Didn't. Yeah. I learned that while writing for a food blog. It's actually supposed to be Sherbet, but they have Sherbert written. Chocolate butter pecan, coffee, strawberry, mint, chocolate chip, chocolate vanilla swirl. Uh, annual pass holders no longer getting magic bands. We already kind of covered that before, so we're going to move ahead. No water park news. No Disney Springs news other than the fact that I was there uh, the other day, and it was very crowded. Uh, so, I, so that news, like Kevin has come to Disney Springs, right? Well, so a couple things I did want to point out about Disney Springs. So that's why I bring it up. Uh, the The music offerings are back. Now, let me ask you a question: Is free DAPS now that you're not like you know? Oh, they've you been, gone, they've t- been gone for years. Are they now no DAPS? They you can't actually years. you can't actually touch other people. Correct. Yeah, there would be there would be no DAPS. I think that's why they're gone. Makes sense. Um. Yeah. No. Um. <laughs> But the uh, so not only are all of the music, uh, the musicians back, but our favorite lovable billionaire, Eddie Maserati, is back. Oh, huh. we saw him the other night. 
For those of you that don't know, Eddie Maserati, uh, yes, that Maserati, is a um, he he's a he's a guy that comes to Disney Springs literally every day. I'm pretty sure, and he dresses in these like wild, glitzy, like like custom shirts that are like fill like it looks like it's got more bling than a Bennigan's waitress on her vest. Like it's and he wears like a like a cap and big sunglasses even at night. And he just goes to Disney Springs and he dances. He's like, and every people are taking pictures with him and dancing with him. He's like the Disney Springs character meet and greet, pretty much. There you go. Uh, I love. I was so happy to see him back. He has a very distinctive walk too. He kind of like struts around Disney Springs. It's you have to. Have you ever seen him? <laughs> no, I don't believe so. You've never seen Eddie Maserati? Nope. Oh man, dude, you have to see Eddie Maserati. He, he's the best. I mean, it's not like he has like show times, but like chances are if you're at Disney Springs at night and you walk by a musician, he'll be there doing his dance. All right, I'm going to keep my eyes peeled next time. You there's no way you've ever been in the same vicinity as him because you would not have missed it. He literally sparkles. So All right, Magic Kingdom news. Uh you know, before we get into the park news, we're going to take a quick commercial break here from our one wonderful sponsors and we'll be back with more of the news coming at you right after this you know pete it's hard work planning a disney vacation of course your whole family has to get going you got to pack everything up you got to figure out where you're eating got to figure out where you're staying but you know what makes life so much easier makes your trip planning a more fun experience tell me it sounds like something i need absolutely you need a travel agent do we know one of those we absolutely do we know our good friend and sponsor Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men and the Mouse, folks. We've both used him. Yes, we have. Dave Weikert plans our Disney vacations all the time, and we would not recommend him if we didn't use his services ourselves. Dave started his Cranford-based business here in 2008, and in that time has been planning hundreds of Walt Disney World vacations. Dave plans every trip as if it was his own, and you will never find someone more passionate about Disney. Very easy to work with, and will do his best to make sure you're satisfied. Working with Dave, you're likely to pay less and get more. And what's better than that, Peter Mandel? Tell me. You never pay a charge for Dave's services. It is 100% free. Dave will plan your entire trip for no additional cost to you. That sounds awesome. Absolutely. Dave has helped over 875 families enjoy their Disney vacations. A graduate of the College of Disney Knowledge, Dave has visited every Disney World resort and has personally stayed at 12 Disney World resorts. He's dined also at every Disney restaurant. He's crazy about Disney food. That is an accomplishment. Absolutely. I wish I could say I did that. That's like the snack challenge times 10. Yep. Dave also gives you Disney dollars for land packages and shipboard credits for any Disney cruise line vacations you might be going. Uh, This can be used as cash at any Disney destination or store. Traveling with kids in your party, Dave will also provide you autograph books for all your kids. You give them to us? Absolutely. Your kids went down with Dave Weicker autograph books. Of course. Well, Disney autograph books supplied by Dave Weicker. Depends how his name on Dave simplifies your life by booking your complete vacation, including resort stay, airlines, Disney meal plans, and park passes. Also, checks daily for new discounts. When specials are announced, he immediately checks availability and rebooks your vacation at the lowest possible price. Dave can also book all your Disney dining and will do his best to get hard-to-book reservations like Cinderella's Royal Table and Be Our Guest. It's really, truly a no-brainer. Folks, take the stress out of your life. Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men in the Mouse. If you and your family are taking a trip to the Orlando area this year, 
your little ones deserve to stroll in style. Lugging a stroller from home can be an annoying and frustrating part of the first leg of your journey, and renting those hard plastic strollers from Disney theme parks can be both costly and uncomfortable for your kids. Well, I'm here to tell you about the solution to your child transport problems, and that's Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers is a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. Not only is it less expensive than renting a stroller from the theme parks themselves, but these are padded luxury models with features like drink holders, canopies, storage baskets, and more. What's more, you keep this stroller with you for your entire trip, whereas park-rented strollers, you got to return them before you leave the park that day. This is going to make those late-night post-fireworks bus stop queues so much easier, and Dad's shoulders are going to thank you for it. So, how does it work? You just go to kingdomstrollers.com and make your selection on the stroller or crib that's right for your child. Just let the good folks over there know a great time for delivery and pickup and where you'll be staying. You can pick your stroller or crib up from the luggage stand at your resort and then drop them back off there at the end of your stay. So pack light, leave your stroller at home, and save up to a whopping 50% versus park price stroller rentals when you visit kingdomstrollers.com. humans my name is morty monster and i'm uh, well i'm a monster i'm here as an exchange student from the monster world where growing up i fell in love with the world of human pop culture unfortunately not a lot of monsters share that passion so i came here to experience all of these things that i love and to share that passion with all of you i do this through my youtube channel with regular video blogs one of my favorite things to do is film while in the theme parks of Orlando, Florida. Join me in Walt Disney World, Universal Studios, SeaWorld, and more. I'll also be reviewing comic books, web videos, TV shows, movies, and other awesome stuff. Find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash MortyMonster. I'm on Instagram as MortyMonster and Friends. I'm also on Twitter as MortyMonsterBFF. From there, you can find a link to my YouTube videos. Please like, subscribe, love, sign up for notifications, and more for all the Morty content. I can't wait to share my adventures with all of you. Morty Monster! Hey, listeners. This is Mark Daniel, and you're listening to Two Men and the Mouse. That was my NPR. I like it. And we're back on Two Men and the Mouse talking more about the news. We're going over to the Magic Kingdom news now. Where uh, I'm, I'm going to stop doing that because I think the the, <laughs> the bit was done after the first ten sec, the first two yeah, seconds. that would get old quick. Yeah. Um, all right. So, but I'm going to leave the music playing because I enjoy it and I want to hear it. Uh, Magic Kingdom news: The Casey Junior Splash and Soak Play Area refurbishment has been completed. Uh, basically, it was just repainted. Uh, as you know outdoor things in florida tend to get it was all sun bleached right and so they painted it but it is still not open it still has not been open since the parks reopened last year construction walls are now up around the main street confectionery on main street usa uh the addition of construction wall suggests that we will see some changes to the exterior along with the extensive work that's being done inside the confectionery 
The refurbishment began on March 29th, 2021, and as part of the work, there'll be a brand new look, new interactive features to customize your confections, and an expanded layout. No word yet on a reopening date, although it is safe to assume we'll be ready in time for the 50th celebration beginning October 1st of 2021. Limited range of the Main Street confectionery items can currently be found nearby at the Main Street Cinema. Now, I know we talked about this a little bit on the last episode, but, like, I'm really worried about these Main Street confectionery changes because I'm worried... Why? Because it's so charming and so, like, old-timey architecture and, like, I really enjoy this, like, turn-of-the-century soda shop kind of feel that it's got going on, and I'm worried that it's going to become World of Disney. Yeah... Like, I'm worried that every store is going to become World of Disney. I get that. I mean, they're doing it to Mouse Like, they're just turning yeah, it I'm into, like, talk about they're just kind of turning it into a target, you know? Like, and I don't want that out of the confectionery. I don't want it to look Ironic, because Disney and, and Target have struck up a deal. Have you seen that? No, I have not. They have, like, mini Disney stores in Target. That's interesting, because I think most, a lot of the, the standalone Disney stores have been closing, right? Yeah. Yes, they have. Have the ones in Jersey closed? Um, so not the two that I go to. Menlo and Woodbridge. I, um, well, Woodbridge hasn't had one in a long time. Oh, really? Oh, I haven't um, been there in a while. So. But uh, Menlo is still open. Although, I get an email whenever one close to me is closing. Okay. From, like, the Disney store. Like, we're going to miss you. I'm like, oh, wow. I know I've gotten three or four of those in the last couple months. So That's they crazy. are definitely closing shops. That's crazy. Uh, walkways in Tomorrowland are being reimagined. It's been a slow-paced project that's been going on since 2018. Uh, they've been kind of taking out the gears that were on the ground and kind of replacing it with more, like, um, a more basic design, essentially. Yeah. I don't know if I love it. I don't know if I even understand it. I mean, I miss the gear. I like the gears. Like, is- we're replacing, like, the ones with, like, pretty much just plain ones. Yeah. Like, I don't understand why you needed to do that. Like, why you had to take that out. Yeah, I, I, it doesn't make a lot of sense. What was it hurting to just have gears? Like, what what is what is Disney's thing against gears now? Like, they took all the gears out of Mouse Gear and like, uh, no, changed, I don't get it. Changing the name, I don't even remember what the new Mouse Gear is called. Um, yeah, no, I don't remember yeah, either. They're taking the gears out, man. They're maybe like maybe like Bob Chappick like really doesn't like gears. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like all the gears, all of them, gone with gone with it all. Oh yeah, no idea. We literally, we literally have a store called Mouse Gear, sir. Not anymore. You don't. What is the name of this new store? I don't remember. I really don't. I don't care enough. I'm just gonna keep calling it Mouse Gear. <laughs> <laughs> what are these gears on the ground? Yes, sir, Mister Chappie. We 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 have gears on the ground here at Tomorrowland. Blah! He just throws up all over them. We got a protein spill in Tomorrowland. Get someone here to clean it up. I wonder if they're going to replace the gears in the Carousel of Progress. Oh, yeah, they're gone. That's got a lot of gears in it. Yeah. They did replace the sign, didn't they? I don't know. Pretty sure they did replace the sign. Something less gear related. All right. I I looked it up. I cheated. It is Creation Shop. Oh, man. I'm never gonna call it that. Never. And like you know, I'm always. I was one of. I was one of the first ones to be like, it's Disney Springs now. It's not. I know. It's not downtown Disney, and it's Hollywood Studios. It's not MGM. I'm never calling Mouse Gear Creation Shop. We say this, but like, you know, in two years we'll be like, oh, over at the Creation Shop. 
I got the coolest thing at the creation shop. Yeah. And then we'll we'll have completely then given up on all of our all of our morals and ideals. Well, well right. listen, maybe we'll love it. Maybe we will. Maybe like it won't be a target. Maybe like you'll walk in and it's like, here's an ice cream sundae. We'll be like, wow, that was really nice of them. I don't think they're going to do that. No, probably not. <sighs> all right. Big Thunder Mountain is going to be going under a refurb in June. Uh, real okay. quick, another real quick one. June 7th to June 12th, reopening to guests on June 13th. So it's so, like a small thunder rehab. Yes, small thunder rehab. <laughs> uh, the coaster's last major refurbishment was back in 2016. Remember when we thought we were getting the fire? Yeah. And all we got were some glow-in-the-dark bats. Nah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> so uh, what, what are we doing for this big thunder mountain refurb? Oh, well, we, we're going to add we're gonna add fire elements. We're going to like the way we do in Disneyland. Not loving the fire, but what about bats? Bats? Sir? What about this? We got five days. Let's get all those gears that are out in the uh, mountain that are stuck out there. Right. Let's get them out. Let's get the gears out and replay and put bats in Big Thunder Mountain. These yeah, are the two most important things that have to happen. Or isn't there like a giant gear like out in like the when you're like where? I think there is like a gear out there in um. In Big Thunder Mountain. Is there? No, there's no gear. Oh, maybe there is. Hmm. Oh, we got to get rid of that. That's why That's why they're closing it down. Get rid of that gear. Now Now it makes sense. Get rid of that gear. Get it out of there. Is five days enough? I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, all right. So here's some big news that I figure we're going to spend some time on. The Disney After Hours Boo Bash is replacing Not So Scary this year. So obviously, I'm assuming this is not a permanent thing. Like, hopefully, not so scary to be back next year. But with things still, you know, being as they are, it sounds like they're playing it safe. And instead of doing not so scary, they're doing an after hours event, which essentially it sounds like not so scary without the shows. I'm okay with it because selfishly, I will be at Magic Kingdom, I believe, on Halloween. Okay. So when I saw the hours for Boo Bash. I think it said it's nine to 12 and you can get in as early as seven. Yes. So for me, that means, you know, it sounds like magic kingdom is going to be open to nine for me, which is perfectly fine. I'm not doing a, you know, dawn to dusk day there anyway, probably. So I'm like, okay, cool. That's enough hours. The new offering is return of the Disney after hours events with a Halloween twist. That means there's no not so scary Halloween party. Um, it takes place in select nights, August 10th to October 31st. August 10th, they're starting now. I know. Good for them. August 10th. Sell those tickets. Uh, from 9 p.m. to midnight, although some event nights in August and September will be from 9.30 to 12.30. <laughs> no pricing yet. Although when Disney After Hours were last offered, event tickets cost $129 plus tax um, for advanced tickets and $139 plus tax for day of. Spooky festivities will include Halloween-themed cavalcades, character sightings throughout the park, special performances by the Cadaver Dance, <coughs> decor, lighting, music, treat shops, treat stops, with plenty of candy, and more. <coughs> Disney said that more details will be announced later, which does leave the door open for the possibility, albeit remote, of fireworks and some form of entertainment. Uh, the tickets will grant admission to Magic Kingdom, as you said, at 7 p.m., without the need for a day park entry. Um, like prior after hours events, the experience offers low wait times at more than 20 attractions from classics like the Haunted Mansion and Space Mountain to newer favorites like Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. 
Tickets will go on sale next month uh, with an early purchase window available to guests of select Walt Disney World Resort hotels. What do we think about this? Like, uh, I hope it's a discounted ticket. I mean, if it's going to be like a low rent, you know, um, Halloween party, I, I hope it's discounted. I wouldn't pay money for it personally. Um, now, I haven't gone to Not So Scary in a few years. So what was a Not So Scary ticket going for? I want to say it was a lot. Was it like a lot more than was it more than one hundred and thirty bucks? I don't think so. No, because that's what the after hours events were costing, and you got to think if it's an av- if they're putting the words after hours on it, they're kind of like, well, we got away with charging one hundred and thirty for this before. Now it's Halloween themed. I'm gonna say one hundred and fifty. And not only that, but you know, remember something: the Halloween party was two hours longer. Yeah, and had shows and yep. fireworks show. And, and the greatest parade that Disney's ever had. Yes. Spectrum Magic? No, like uh, the Halloween parade. It's I awesome. Know, I know. I'm just saying Spectrum Magic was very good. The Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover has reopened after a, more than a year of being closed. Finally. Um, it closed in the first weeks of March 2020 and did not reopen with the parks reopening in July. 2020. The reopening date was pushed back numerous times during its refurbishment and eventually took place approximately 2 p.m. on April 25th, 2021. Um, Before then, Stitch was riding it. Did you see that? I did see that. That, that was really cute. And they put Stitch in it. As expected, no changes have been made to the show scenes or audio, although new seats have been installed in the vehicles. Okay. Um, Social distancing for this ride, guests are held at the bottom of the moving speed ramp and then released in groups to avoid bunching at the loading area. Typically, two cars per five-car train are being occupied. The people mover operates from park opening to park close. So, there you go. Epcot News. The Mickey Mouse character cavalcade uh, that rides around World Showcase has come to an end earlier this month. <coughs> and it's replaced with character appearances at the main entrance of Epcot. So um, it started with Goofy and Pluto. They were kind of out in like that area where Pluto usually greets guests in the front of Epcot. And then Mickey joined in. So Anna and Elsa are also appearing at the Norway Pavilion in front of the Royal Summer House. And Alice appears in the garden at the United Kingdom Pavilion. Uh, Mary Poppins does as well. So Alice and Mary Poppins is one of like the few like character meet and greet options that are still kind of available. Have you seen this? I mean, how close can you get to them, though? So they're in the gazebo where British Revolution typically plays, and you can literally stand at the gate of the gazebo. So you're probably about 15 feet away from them. Okay. So your kids can actually talk to them and then, like, take the picture with them in the background. Hmm. It's in a Morty Monster video. The th- I long for meet and greets to come back. Oh, me too. The Three Caballeros uh, have returned to the Three Caballeros attraction. I'm not going to lie. I didn't think this was going to happen. Me neither. When they were playing... So- the Jose animatronic clearly broke, like, and they took it away. So it was just, like, Donald and Ponchito out there. Um, and then they just kind of, like, took them away entirely. And then they replaced them with these, like, 2D cardboard cutouts. I was pretty sure that that was what we were getting. Yeah, I thought that was it forever. But no. They just brought- knowing the age of these audio animatronics, like, how old they are. Well, yeah, because they were, they like... We just got them in this attraction a couple of years ago, but these were from 
like earlier attractions. These oh, were yeah. I, weren't these like an opening day, like yeah. animatronic? Yeah. So like, I mean, I was like, oh yeah, no, these aren't coming back. Yeah. But they're back. I'm very pleasantly surprised. I really Me thought too. that this was done. Um, all right, over to Animal Kingdom. We got some news over there. A baby zebra has been born. You know how I love news like this. Of course. A male Hartman's Mountain zebra foal was born on May 17th at Animal Kingdom to its mother, Heidi. Um, <clears throat> guest riding Kilimanjaro Safaris got to witness the miracle of birth as it was born in the middle of the attraction. God, I'm really glad I wasn't on that ride. <laughs> I really didn't need to see that. All I picture is like that Ace Ventura when nature calls when he like <laughs> squeezes out the back of the rhino. You're pretty hot in these rhinos. <laughs> uh, the mother and her long-legged son are now bonding backstage and will join the herd back on the savannah in a week or two. Hartman's Mountain Zebras are found in sub-Saharan Africa and are, vul- are vulnerable species due to habitat loss and hunting. The foal was born as part of the Species Survival Plan Program, which is overseen by the Association of Zoos and Aquariums and ensures responsible breeding and genetic diversity of hundreds of animal species. So, awesome. Love when new animals are born in Animal Kingdom. Me too. My favorite things. I got to see the baby white rhino uh, the other day. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. It's super small, super cute. Awesome. Um, Now that the baby hippo is gone, you know, because he's a hippo now and we have no use for that. Uh, capacity has been increased for celebration of Festival of the Lion King, which recently opened at Animal Kingdom, moving to three feet physical distancing, which is going to uh, ramp up capacity by 50%. Hollywood Studios News. Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser is opening in 2022, and it is now visible on digital maps of the parks. Mm, interesting. Yep. Uh the Star Cruiser is represented on the map as a launch bay for the pod that takes you up to the Halcyon Star Cruiser. That will be the base for the two-day, two-night adventure. You can see the maps on both the My Disney Experience app and on the official Disney World website. So, yeah, there it is. It's, it's um, I'm, like, zooming in on it, right? I'm zoom- So, it's, it's not across the street from Hollywood Studios the way I thought it was going to be. It's kind of like there's, like, a water. There's, like, it's, like, on the other side of that, like, little river almost. Okay. So, um, and it's near, kind of near the parking lot. Are you ever going to do this? It depends on how expensive it is, dude. Like, because now here's the other thing. The new generation lightsabers are coming in 2022 specifically to this place. What do you mean? You think you can buy that lightsaber? I don't know. They're saying, so uh, let me... Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser will officially launch in 2022 at Walt Disney World Resort, and guests staying there will be among the first to use the new lightsaber created by Walt Disney Imagineering and Development. So even if you're not buying them, you can use them. I don't know what that means. Hmm. I don't, I don't, you think you can, like, you don't think that's a show element? You think people can use it? They says you'll be able to use it. That's, those are the words. Oh, okay. If it says that, then... Uh, Star Wars. I can't. I I don't think that'll ever be for sale. There, there's so many motors running in that thing. I mean, you drop that. You, does it come with a warranty? Is Disney going to fix it three years from now? Because True. that thing would cost, you know, four digits, and I don't know how you'd ever fix it. I mean, you know, it's funny. Like, I almost don't even want to talk about this because I'm so salty about it. Because it's going to be so expensive. Yeah. 
But like, I feel like we kind of have to cover it for some of our rich listeners who are going to be able to afford to do this. Uh, <clears throat> the adventures begins when guests arrive at the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser terminal at Walt Disney World and check in for their two night experience. They then enter a launch pod to begin their Star Wars uh, to to begin their Star Wars journey through the windows above. They'll see themselves leave their world behind as they jump into hyperspace and draw closer and closer to the massive and magnificent Halcyon Star Cruiser. When the launch pod docks with the Star Cruiser and the airlock opens, guests will step into the ship's main deck, atrium, to begin their journey through a galaxy far, far away. The visit aboard, the Star Cruiser plunges guests into a multi-day interactive story that interweaves with members of the crew, other passengers, familiar Star Wars characters, and others. Guests may encounter the Star Cruiser's strong and charismatic captain, the ship's plucky mechanic, heroes of the Resistance, or many more as they choose alliances and start their courses. This sounds so awesome, and I hate that I'm not going to be able to do it. Let me ask you a question. If it's like thunderstorming outside, do you think you'll hear it? Good question. Really good. I doubt it. You you think they thought of that, right? Probably. You'd think they would have had to, right? I hope so. I think there's a pool. Yeah. I think there's like an indoor pool. 100%. 100%. The all-immersive experience features enthralling onboard activities such as learning the ancient ways of the lightsaber and facing off against a training remote where guests may discover their own connection with the Force. So it sounds like you can use these new lightsabers. I'll believe that when I legit hear it. What I assume is you're going to get the lightsaber. You'll have to wear like three like safety glasses. That'll be like the like the way the VR thing was where like it shoots the laser at you and then you can block it with a lightsaber. Okay. Visiting the Star Cruiser's bridge to learn about its systems and how to operate them, including navigation and defense. Skills that may come in handy during a journey through this adventure-filled galaxy. Guests will find refreshment each day in an enticing supper club known as the Crown of Corellia Dining Room. This bright and welcoming hall will offer breakfast and lunch daily to passengers before transitioning each evening into a lavish multi-course menu of both otherworldly and familiar origins. This is going to be so expensive. Uh... One night's dinner will also feature a live performance from a galactic superstar who can captivate an entire room with the crook of her jewel-encrusted purple Twi'lek finger. The journey also includes an excursion to Batu, where guests can explore the winding pathways of Black Spire Outpost and seek out a hidden resistance base. Um, fun facts. The Star Cruiser guests will be the first to see characters like Rey wield a brand new, more realistic lightsaber designed by Walt Disney Imagineering Research and Development. Uh, every window in the Halcyon, including those. Oh, wait a minute. So I'm I'm watching Ray use this. Yeah. So this I'm, this is really like c- competing messaging here because it said guests can use it, but now it's like you can watch Ray use it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're. They're not just letting random people hold this thing. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, every window, including those in your room, views uh space with ever changing vistas as the ship progresses from destination to destination. Guests will be able to explore the Star Cruiser and perhaps even discover hidden spaces deep in the mechanics of the ship, which is perfect for uncovering secrets or holding clandestine meetings. The Crown of Corellia Dining Room is named for Corellia Planet. No, okay, we know that. Uh, Outside Walt Disney World news. We got some of that this week. Oh, all right. Disneyland is allowing for out-of-state guests. I got got to ask, how how much do you think this is going to be? We're going back to Star Wars here? Yeah, per head. 3,000. Yeah, three three thousand. That's three what I think. Grand, three grand. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. I, I'll never be able to do this with my kids. No, it'd be twelve thousand dollars for all of you. Right for for two days of my trip. <laughs> oh God! And my wife would not care. No, in no way. Right. I would dare say your daughter wouldn't care. 
She might. I mean, you and Ethan would be super happy, but yeah. All right. So Disneyland is allowing out of state guests. Um, so since Disneyland is reopened, it's only been for people in California, but effective June 15th, out of state guests can go. In accordance with state guidelines since the reopening last month, uh, park is restricted to residents of California visiting groups no larger than three households. Also announced today is an extension of the park reservation booking window to 120 days, allowing more time for out-of-state guests to plan a trip. Upcoming openings at Disneyland Resort include the Avengers Campus, opening at Disney California Adventure Park on June 4th, the reopening of Disney's Paradise Pier Hotel on June 15th, and Disneyland Hotel on July 2nd. Uh, in Disney Cruise News... There's a new. There's going to be a new um, ship, the Disney Wish, that sets sail in 2022. Uh, now, this cruise line is a first of its kind experience, including a Disney attraction at sea and a Star Wars lounge. So, its maiden voyage will be a five night cruise to Nassau, the Bahamas, and Disney's private island Castaway Key on June 9th, 2022. So, about a year from now. Following an inaugural season of three- and four-night cruises to the same destinations, Port Canaveral, Florida, bookings then open to the general public on or bookings are open to the general public on May 27, 2021. Now, the first Disney attraction at sea is called the Aqua Mouse. Did you hear about this? Okay. Um, guests will be immersed in the wonderful world of Mickey Mouse animated shorts aboard the first ever Disney attraction at sea, the Aqua Mouse, complete with show scenes, lighting, and special effects. And splash-tacular surprises, this water ride will zigzag and zoom through 760 feet of winding tubes suspended high above the upper decks. That's pretty neat. What about the Aqua Duck? That's a water slide. So that's not an attraction? I guess it's not considered to be a Disney attraction, no. Okay. Like, this one, you're actually, like, in a vehicle, and, like, there's, like, stuff. Okay. Uh, families will have more pools, more deck space, and more dining than ever before in an expansive district themed to Mickey and Friends. In addition to the Aquamouse, the area will feature six pools, spaciously staggered around tiered decks and surrounded by lounge chairs. An all-new Toy Story-themed district has also been designed, especially for families with toddlers and young children. Whimsical Water Wonderland will include a splash zone, wading pool, family water slide, and smoothie bar. For adults, Quiet Cove is a peaceful refuge dedicated to lounging, sipping, and soaking. Set away from the bustle of family activities, this secluded adults-only district will feature a luxurious infinity pool, poolside bar, and chic cafe. Is it is it like is it sad that I'm like, well, there's no IP in the adult area? Like Yeah, like we're Disney people. Come on. Yeah, like come on, give me like Mr. and Mrs. Incredible. Like Right. Um so there are three three brand new restaurants. The first one is Arendale, a frozen dining adventure. Disney's first Frozen-themed theatrical dining experience that will bring the world of Arendelle to life through immersive live entertainment featuring favorite characters like Elsa, Anna, Kristoff, and Olaf, and cuisine infused with Nordic influences. Worlds of Marvel is the first ever Marvel cinematic uh, dining adventure where guests will play an interactive role in an action-packed Avengers mission that unfolds around them, complete with a menu inspired by the Marvel Cinematic Universe. A Marvel restaurant. More shawarma it is. Oh, if they don't have shawarma, that's like a major miss. Uh, then you have 1923, named for the year the Walt Disney Company was founded, is an elegant celebration of the company's legacy, paying homage to the golden age of animation and offering a tasteful tribute to its Californian heritage with dishes inspired by the state's unique fusion of cultural flavors. In addition to elaborately themed upscale restaurants, the Disney Wish will offer a variety of dining options ranging from quick bites, casual dining, and 24-hour room service. 
to specialty treats, gourmet cafes, and premium dining exclusively for adults. Then you're going to have entertainment. Um, the Grand Hall will evolve from a fairy tale gathering space into an environmental theater through the magic of built-in special effects and the first ever atrium stage on a Disney ship. This is dedicated to shows and interactive entertainment and will come to life around the hall, putting guests in front and center as they play a special role in the magic. Then you have Luna, a brand new entertainment hub that will transition from a daytime setting for family fun into an elegant evening venue for adult exclusive entertainment, offering a variety of live shows and interactive programming. Hero Zone is a futuristic sports arena where physical activity will blend with imagination. The Walt Disney Theater is for Broadway-style stage productions, developed exclusively for Disney Cruise Line. And then you have the Wonderland and Neverland Cinemas. They are screening rooms that will have uh, movies from Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Lucasfilm, and more. And then you've got clubs for kids. Looks like there's a Marvel Club. There's a Star Wars thing. A fairy tale hall with princess stuff. Um, it's just so much like news about the ship. Um and yeah, it's uh, for the first time on a Disney ship, guests will embark on a space jumping tour of the Star Wars galaxy in the Hyperspace Lounge, a high-end bar styled as a luxurious yacht-class spaceship. This richly themed immersive experience will be reserved for adults every evening. So a Star Wars area with no kids. Hmm. Okay. Sign me up for that. Um, <clears throat> offers interact interactive tasting experience, such as signature beverages, Inspired by destinations like Batu, Tatooine, and Mustafar. I wonder what the Mustafar thing would be. I don't know, but I bet you it's the best thing. Yeah, I bet you it's like grilled, like scorched, <laughs> like, you know, blackened catfish or something like that. Let's see, a bunch of restaurants. and Yeah, basically a lot of stuff going on on this, on this ship. Like, this looks so nice. And this is really making me rethink wanting to go on a cruise. Not me. I know not you. I know never you. But I really want to do this. I really want to do a Disney cruise. Even if it's not the wish, I'm, I've really come around in the last year to be like, I want to do a Disney cruise. So do it. I'm going to that's do what it. We, that's what we have Dave for. Yes, that, that is my plan is to book a Disney cruise to Dave at some point in time. All right. And that's the news this week. We got through it. Oof. A lot of news. Yeah, we did it. I feel like we need to like do something for our audience. Um, kind of pay them back for, um, you know being dark for so long um and maybe so maybe we'll have to pick up the walking tour next week with more epcot sure. i think that i think it might be time to do that like set aside some time to really like dig into that research and like put in the work to, to make that happen again so we're committing to this um, on the air yeah and by we we mean you yes by we we mean right. we, you just have to show <laughs> up and and be witty uh so, um, all right. Anything else you wanted to discuss this week? Yeah. Did you did you see in Docs that they have released? You know, I love my Star Wars merchandise. Yeah. Oh, Disney really? merchandise that's, on that's the whole. A, that's a thing that you like. I didn't know that. Um, so they've put out Princess Leia's lightsaber. Oh, interesting. They put out Ray's lightsaber from the end of Rise. Oh, the, the coolest lightsaber in all of Star Wars that was in 10 seconds of one movie. Yeah. And then unfortunately, they put out a dark saber. And I say unfortunately because the reviews have not been kind. Oh, really? To this clearly rushed out dark saber. Uh huh. But um, yeah, really excited. That's very exciting. Really excited about that. I actually have some uh, buddy of mine in Disney today. So he's keeping his eyes peeled for the Ray and the Leia sabers for me. Excellent. Um, but yeah, I listen. I, I'm a crank out more lightsabers. I'm I'm down with it. Yeah, yeah. How many do you have? 
I have all of them, ex- well, currently, except for those two and the Ahsoka color change. Okay. I have all the rest of them. So it's it's gotten to be a little bit of an addiction, but. I understand that. Have you been watching um, Mighty Ducks Game Changers yet? No. So Mighty Ducks with Lorelai Gilmore is not enough to get you to watch. It, it, you know what? You got to remember something. I am uh, I'm a pretty big sports person. Yeah. And I have a, a limited window when I get home from work to watch television with my wife. So I will kind of like maybe put sports on for a little bit and then watch something she wants to watch. And that's pretty much bedtime. So I don't have a whole lot of yeah, that makes sense. watching shows on my own time. That makes sense. And she would, could care less about Mighty Ducks. Oh, man, Mighty Ducks is so good. That being said, I'm like two or three weeks behind on it. Honest, and this is not Disney related, but you know what my favorite show is right now? What? Superman and Lois. Really? I see. I can't. It's look, it's not your typical CW superhero show. It's it's very good. And it's like we've gotten so much lousy <laughs> Superman in the last couple of years or like evil yeah. Superman or broody Superman that just getting regular old Superman feels new again. That's pretty funny. Um, yeah. So yeah. Good. Man, whatever. So good. I can't recommend it enough to anyone that'll ask. Even people that don't ask. I walk to people in the street. I'm like, hey, you need to be watching Superman and Lois. And they're like, what? Who are you? And I'm just like, just watch it. That, then I get escorted out of the restaurant that I'm in. For sitting at someone else's table and talking about. You're talking about Superman and Lois. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. You about done for this week? Yep. All right. That's going to do it for Two Men in the Mouse this week, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. And we really love having you guys. And we promise that we are going to really do everything we can to get back to our regular schedule. I know I've said this enough times. You're rolling your eyes. You don't believe me. But uh, I barely believe me. But we will really make the best effort that we can to start getting more regular shows out there. I know you guys have missed it. I've got, I, I get your messages, I, you know, your comments and whatnot. Uh, and they are appreciated. It's good to know that people miss the show when it's when it's gone for a little bit. Uh, folks, if you love Peter Mandel, check him out at Rogue Comics at 105 North Union Avenue, Cranford, New Jersey, 07016. Or go to roguecomics.com, where you can find a link to Pete's eBay store. If you are a um, person planning a Disney trip, and really, who isn't? Check out our buddy Dave Weikert over at Magical Travel, who will plan your Disney vacation for you at no additional cost to you. You can always find him by emailing DisneyDaveW at Verizon.net. If you're renting a Cripper Stroller on that trip, check out our buddies over at Kingdom Strollers for all of your Cripper Stroller rental needs in the Orlando area. And for me, folks, please check out the Morty Monster uh, YouTube channel. We got some new videos dropping, hopefully, this week. Um, and, of course, my books, uh, the Ross and Anti series. Now, uh, three out of the four are out on audiobook, with the fourth one being produced as we speak. So, uh, you know, check those out. Plus, Winters of Elnora, Birth of the Dark Angel. That is out in paperback, in um, Kindle book, and audiobook formats. So, you can definitely find those and uh, hopefully enjoy them. Uh, All right. So that does it for uh, this week, Pete. Any closing words? No, let's do it again next week, guys. All right, folks. Thank you for joining us again. And we will see you next time on Two Men and the Mouse. So there's a great big beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow just a dream away. If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the monorail stops completely and the doors open. If this concludes your visit, we hope you've had a wonderful time and will return home safely. Thank you for traveling with us.